Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this uh, 12th day of Christmas, right? Uh, true love gave to me. Uh, now, so here on December 12th, a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Probably won't get to everything I wanted to uh, get to or I had planned when uh, I prepared for this today's program. Uh, going to talk about the Dolphins blowing that game last night, plus uh, – uh, the, the, the Titan side of it, and you can't get too high or uh, can't get too high on these backup quarterbacks. I know Tommy DeVito got a big, another big win as the starter there with the Giants there. I'll give you my NFL Power 5, good scope, bad scope, and more. Uh, let's go ahead and get our first and only break out of the way, and I'll be back here in 49 seconds here on Sports Scope. Hello, SportsCo followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and SportsCo. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports. That is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. All righty then. Okay. Let's start off with that Miami game, okay? Miami Titans. Um uh, Tennessee played like it was a Super Bowl last night. I mean, you, you you look at the reaction to Will Levis after the game was over, hugging guys, bear-hugging players. You thought they had won the Super Bowl. I understand he's a rookie. Monday night football, big win. And, and, and the flip side to that particular game, the Dolphins played like it was a Pro Bowl. I mean, they you, you the, the, the lack of intensity – uh, all those celebrations, they did the Remember the Titans team from the 2000 hit there with Denzel Washington when they scored. Uh, you know, they were 14-point favorites. I thought they would blow out Tennessee, too. It was one of my picks there against the spread. Uh, you know, no, no Jeffrey Simmons. Tennessee's arguably best defender. Their punter was out. Uh, Tennessee's decimated offensive line. You name it. You name it, and, and everything pointed towards uh, a total blowout down there in Miami. Now, that being said, in the past, uh, the, the Titans, uh, Mike Vrabel has had a history of getting this team to play way up over their head in these big primetime games. Going back a few years ago, pretty good-sized underdogs there beating the Buffalo Bills. Now, they did lose. Um, last year to the Bills in somewhat of a blowout, but they had some injuries within that first game. But usually they they, they play over their heads here. And, and, and the truth of the matter is Miami was just, they were a tick off, going back to last night, all night long. Uh, if it wasn't for the Titans' turnovers, they could have got blown out at home, okay? And, and and like the Cowboys, they, they usually beat up on the bad teams they have and, and fall short against the more physical teams. Talking about this Dolphin team, the, the Bills totally dominated them earlier this year. Uh, who was it? Uh, Kansas City had them down 21-0 at, at one time here. And now you've got this Titan team here. Uh, that went down there, and again, if it wasn't for the turnovers for the Titans, they the Titans could have blown them out. They could have they could have absolutely blown out the Dolphins. So uh, that's something that that they're going to have to look forward to. Uh, uh, they're going to have to look to adjust. Uh, it's uh, they're way too Tyreek Hill 
uh, the pendant, this Dolphin team. Uh, he, he, he gets an ankle injury early and an awkward tackle in that particular game. And you can see that, that uh, Tua and, and, and that secondary and that offense, and, you know, uh, John McGraw-Mack asked me about players that could potentially be MVP in the NFL other than quarterbacks. And I said, well, what about Tyreek Hill? I mean, he had 300 yards more than the next leading receiver in the NFL. I mean, that that is a lot. This is a very highly competitive league. Uh, so you, you look at that. And you look at the Tyreek Hill, the pendant, there, there are problems with, with more physical teams here, this Dolphins team. Uh, you, you're starting to see that, that they're more pretenders now. Now they've dropped down to the to the two seed. And, and plus, you know, injuries are starting to mount up. Their center's out for the season. There's torn ACL. Taron Armstead, their left tackle, didn't play in that game. Now Tyreek Hill is day by day. You know, so things can change in this league very quickly. Okay. Now, the flip side, the Titans side of things. Okay. The Titans, I didn't realize this, but not only was last night's win the first road win of the season, here we are in December of the season, towards the end of the season. Uh, this is their first road win and over a calendar year going back to uh november 17th when they won talk about the titans now when they won at green bay okay uh back in november 17th of last year it's over a calendar year we're talking december 12th now pickles uh so you're looking at and by the way that that win after they went up to Green Bay, beat Green Bay in Green Bay on a short Thursday night game, they fly back here to Nashville, Tennessee. Todd Downing, the offensive coordinator, gets a DUI in Franklin, Tennessee at like 3 o'clock in the morning after the game here. Tennessee goes on this long losing streak, and they, they fall out of playoff contentions, and they get their first road win, not until uh, last night against the Titans. So, if you wanted to look at something positive, I've been telling people privately, I think I might have said this on the air, uh, teams that are in bad shape like the Titans, it's it's already out there. They're rebuilding. They need to get the best possible draft pick they can get. Uh, it, I know it's not a good to say lose. Well, it's better if they lose. It's better if they lose, okay? Uh, that being said, I didn't realize – how much potential pressure would be to fire. Because I think Vrabel's a good coach, okay? You've seen Vrabel's a good coach. He has uh, he has stepped aside and let this team go out and, and draft offensive players when he's a defensive-minded head coach. That is not a good thing right now, to be a defensive-minded head coach in this league. I've talked about it before. Look at the problems out of, out of Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick, even Pete Carroll. Uh, uh, it, it, look at look who's leading the divisions. They're all offensive-minded head coaches, if you think about it, folks. Uh, so uh, this was big for him. Uh, they fall from the, the potential fifth pick, because the Giants won. They fall from the fifth pick to the ninth pick. It wasn't the end of the world, but it would have been better for them to get either the tackle. Now, of course, there's still a few more games left. There's other teams here. Uh, let me let me go ahead and look at this. Make sure because I don't I don't want to I don't want to assume anything. Um, let's see. Let's look at these. Uh, let's look. here we go. Tankathon. All right now. Uh, so so Tennessee sit there at five and eight. They're currently at the draft head of the day. It would be they would have the nine. And note that that the Chargers are five and eight. Even though Tennessee beat them, the Chargers have a stronger strength of schedule. So they they would be picking tenth, but the Giants they won. They would be picking ninth. The Jets will be picking. Uh, excuse me, Giants be picking eighth. The Jets be picking seventh at five and eight. The the Raiders will be picking sixth at five and eight. The Chicago Bears would be with their other pick. They would be picking fifth at five and eight. So Tennessee would essentially bid fifth if they would have stayed at four and nine. And um, uh, the the, the uh, uh, Washington Commanders would have been ahead of them. So 
that was huge if they would have simply lost the game. But it, it's hey, Miami wasn't ready. Miami treated that like at a Pro Bowl game. They were not ready for that game. You know, uh, Tennessee outgained them uh, on yards and with Tennessee's offense. It's not good. It's not good. And it, it's something that, um, I mean, 22 first downs to Miami. Miami's considered one of the best offenses in the league. Uh, Tennessee, 403 yards of 366. Uh, 5.9 yards of play from Tennessee, 5.3 from Miami. So, you know, it is what it is. The injuries are starting to catch up with Miami. They're not going in the right direction. Uh, you know, Mike McDaniels, he's got to pivot. Uh, Tua has got to get other players involved other than Tyreek uh, Tyreek Hill. And, and of course, Jalen Waddell. They gave Cedric Wilson free agent money, former Dallas Cowboy. They, they've got to get him involved more. Uh, they've got to get this Smythe uh, guy. And I know he's been somewhat involved yesterday, uh, last night, this tight end. But that's something that they're going to have to uh, look into. But, you know, Tennessee, going back to them, they're going to need a left tackle. I mean, none of those plays were off Derrick Henry, off left tackle. He's getting the ball and gets popped in the backfield. Uh, I read a stat today that the Titans are going in the right direction. As far as their draft picks, Spears, uh, Tajay Spears, their running back, uh, he leads all rookie running backs with all-purpose yards. That means more than Bajon Robertson, okay? Uh, so that that is something uh, that, you know, the, the, the management, th- they've done a good job. Think about their first three picks. Tajay Spears, okay? Um, you think about, um, you think about, uh, obviously, Will Levis had a, had a really good game last night other than that freaking fumble uh, to uh, that bad, lazy pitch out to Derrick Henry. But he had a pretty good game. And, of course, Peter Snorsky is their best offensive line, and he is just a rookie there. Okay? So, uh, you know, it, it, they have some things to uh, to hang their hat on, and maybe a win like this will, will Amy Adams shrunk. Look at a – look at a, a – uh, look at a uh, um, Mike Vrabel, uh, and and say maybe I want to keep this guy one more year. Put this, put him, uh, put him together with this team. Tennessee will have, uh, I think they're second in the league with the most money in the uh, in the uh, uh, in the uh, NFL next year in salary cap, other than the Bears. So the, the Bears are in really good shape. That's why I've been telling people the Bears' job is very enticing. It, it is it is a really enticing here. So, anyways, all right now. Okay. Uh, and Vrabel did say after the game, my only complaint about Will Levis is he took that head-on shot with that defender there trying to score on the end zone. And Mike Vrabel says we're going to work on that. He he needs to work on sliding. Part of ability is availability. Look at all the backup quarterbacks they're currently in the NFL. Uh, I hope that they do. That's my big knock on Will Levis. He he he's not quite Patrick Mahomes. He does not need uh, uh, to do that particular thing. Okay, now uh, Tommy DeVito, Giants win last night. Coming off a of late by, I mentioned this before. You got to watch teams that are coming off late by weeks. Okay, um, especially if you're with a young bunch of young, motivated players, uh, you're going to run through defenses like a hot knife through butter. Saquon Barkley, pretty good game last night. Uh, Tommy DeVito, there's all kinds of memes and stuff like that coming out about him. They showed his parents on, on TV last night. They beat the red hot Green Bay Packers now. Packers coming off big Thanksgiving game against Detroit, big, big win. Very next week, beat the Super Bowl champs in a big Sunday night game. And then they got to go on the road again and play another primetime game, except they're playing a Giants team coming off a bye week. Now, listen, folks, and 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 I'm not trying to be a wet blanket here, but you've got to be careful when when jumping on these uh, uh, backup quarterbacks bandwagon okay 
Now, DeVito, I did see some stats on that. I'll just read this. I, I like to give both sides of this thing here. You know, I, I do like to give uh, both sides. He has a pat. This is what NFL rookie watch. Come on. He's an undrafted free agent rookie out of Syracuse. Uh, rookie watch says he has a higher passer rating, 95.3, than Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts. He has a better completion percentage than Justin Herbert, C.J. Stroud, and Matt Stafford. More touchdown passes than Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, and Kenny Pickett. Eight, but I mean those those players are all out with injury right now. Uh, not only, but Devito's averaging nearly 200 yards a game, two touchdowns. The Giants undrafted Rickley is really having a better rookie season than the first overall pick. Yes, all that is true. Now he's four and one as a starter. All right, but. You gotta you gotta have some proper perspective. Okay. We was just talking about me personally. I didn't put this in good scope, bad scope, but I was wrong. Josh Josh Dobbs has already been benched again. I mean, what's he got? Six turnovers in the last two games. Played here at Tennessee, uh, college ball here, took the league by storm when he's picked up in the middle of the week by the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, but I want to say six turnovers. They barely win uh, coming off their ball with all their weapons, three to nothing over the Raiders. That's a throwback game right there. Uh, but Dobbs for, for uh, Mullins here. So there, there's more of your Josh Dobbs. There's more of your Ryan Fitzpatrick. Remember we call him Fix Magic, you know. There's more of those types of players. Uh, the, the, uh, Mike White, New York fans, he plays in the same stadium. Remember the, the the Mike White phenom a couple years ago, the backup quarterback for the Jets. He comes in, he beats a very good, in the middle of the game, beats a very good Bengal team. Remember that, folks? Check downs, big throws down the field. Bring him in a couple more games, he starts to fade off here, okay? So, um, then a couple, of, a couple of years ago, it's probably, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, excuse me, uh, the Packers, uh, Packers, meaningless game. They, they they put in this quarterback called Matt Flynn. Okay, uh, very end of the season, he plays against the the Lions. The guy throws six touchdowns in a meaningless Week Seventeen game. Okay, uh, Packers already had home field sold up or whatever. This guy gets a multi year contract with the Seattle Seahawks. Mainly for that game. Now, he filled in a few other games, but mainly that game right there, okay? You know what happened with that guy? A rookie, third-round pick, Russell Wilson beat him out of in camp that, that year and became Russell Wilson, the guy who got the Seahawks a Super Bowl ring and everything. Uh, so it, it's more that than it is a, a Tony Romo or a Brock Pretty. So – Giant fans, just be cautiously optimistic about Tommy DeVito. Give him four, five, six games. Let the league get some game film on him. Then you can see, okay, is this guy the real deal or he a flash in a pan? More often than not, it's 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 a flash in his pan. I mean, uh, I, I like Josh Dobbs. There's a reason why he's bounced around the league. You know, the coaches see him in practice every day, you know, uh, Matt Flynn, like I said, I was for certain that the Seahawks were going to play Matt Flynn because they already paid him the money. But Wilson was destroying him. He didn't go anywhere else to become a star. You know, in other cases, you do have a Tom Brady come off the bench. You do have a Brock Purdy that turns out to be good. Now, it's still somewhat out on Brock Purdy, but he has having an MVP type of season. You know, he is. Um but but you, you got to be cautious with that. There's a lot of flashing of plans out there. Uh, that's my take on that. Um, but hey, look, you know this team made it to the playoffs. This giant team last year. Uh, people want to see what they got. Daniel Jones is not the guy. He gets hurt often. He runs too much. Uh, he's had more than enough time. He's in a new system. Uh, they still owe him some money. They're going to have to keep him next year, not unless you can find somebody to take him off your hands. So either way, you're going to have Mac Jones or uh, Daniel Jones. 
to, to be on your roster. By the way, Bailey Zappi, great game Thursday. Uh, remember, he came in last year, had a two or three good games. Then he fell off. He got benched mid-game in the Chicago Bear game. Uh, the Patriots did last year uh, because he, he was looking bad, and then they kept back Jones for the rest of the season. If you got two quarterbacks, you got no. So, you know, not to be a wet, wet blanket, but, hey, let's don't don't get your hopes up, folks. I mean, let, let it play out a little bit, you know? Let it play out, okay? All righty, then, going a little backwards here. Okay, let's go back to Buffalo. Pickles says, Matt, he made a fortune mainly off of one mark. <laughs> he did, Pickles. Pickles, uh, Pickles says, J.C. Garrett made his career off of one game with the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, it's sometimes it just, you know, lightning strikes. Hey, if you get some money and more power to you. Okay, let's go back to Sunday. Okay, big game here. Big game here with, with Bills, Kansas City, as I predicted. An again, team late by week. Uh, James Cook, good game, as I predicted. I uh, thought he would ha have a good game there running back here. They got the win at Kansas City. Kansas City missing their left tackle there. Donovan Smith, all right? Now, uh, a lot has come up about the, the Kadarius Tony, who's huge drops. Going back to, was it week one in the Detroit game by Kadarius Tony? And Travis Kelsey's out week one, and, and Detroit gets the big win there. Um, he's lines up offsides. The guy's not thinking straight. There's a reason why he's no longer a giant. Uh, some maturity issues there. You know, uh, hey, if you're offsides in the first quarter, you're offsides in the second. I mean, for, for, for the Kansas City naysayers, and I know Andy Reid was saying, I've never seen this. and blah. It was called the very next game. It was called in the Dallas game and the Philadelphia game. So it, it, it's, it, if anything, the refs give the Chiefs all kinds of, all kinds of stuff, you know. Uh, going back to last year in the Cincinnati game, I mean, the, the Chiefs get break after break after break, you know. All that being said, the truth of the matter is they average 19 points a game. They had 29 last year, okay. I predicted this, that Travis Kels has lost a step. He's 34 years old, all right. Uh, uh, they, they did not re-sign Orlando Brown. That's came back and bite, bit them. Okay, uh, I was okay with getting rid of Tyreek Hill. They really have not found that other receiver. Rashid Rice is coming along slowly. He's just a rookie. They're going to have to adjust that and go out and get a veteran, okay? They're going to have to go out and get a veteran. I, I, I've seen uh, uh, back and forth going back to last week with Will Levis and DeAndre Hopkins, who's still got it, seven catches, over 100 yards, touchdown for Hopkins. Uh, he's had some words with Will Levis, by the way, and I'm glad Will Levis got in his face and wanted him to make sure that he can hear him. Uh, I've watched DeAndre Hopkins. He was getting in the face of Kyler Murray uh, on hard knocks last year. That's why they ship uh, DeAndre Hopkins out. Uh, he's 32 years old next year. The Titans need a third-round pick. Maybe you can uh, send him over there to the Kansas City Chiefs. They obviously need him. Um, I'm sure that that's going to be an issue. It's a major issue for the Chiefs. They're going to have to get one more premier guy for Mahomes to throw to. All right? Now, that being said, I, I, I saw what Mahomes did. I saw him going crazy with the refs. Uh, a couple of different takes there. All right? Number one, uh, that Fire in Mahomes' belly is very Tom Brady-ish. And that I love about him. Uh, if that's Matt Ryan, uh, if that's Chad Henney, the backup quarterback last year, if, if that's a lot of these other quarterbacks in the league, Kirk Cousins or somebody, I've seen Kirk Cousins, you like that and all that. But if that's somebody like Matt Ryan, per se, or Ben Ryan, it, it, they just walk out, no problem. Maybe the coach goes crazy, but um, a lot of guys, they don't care. They know the check's still going to be there on Tuesday. I like that fire in his belly. I know he got a lot of heat from that. He says he's smarted off to uh, Josh Allen and really he's just frustrated because he knows this team 
just don't have the firepower. He's greedy. He wants more championships. If you're a Kansas City fan, I've seen Brady do that. You should have seen the look, folks. I wish I could have some film. I, that's another thing I want to work on for my show is being able to load film in here and, and show things and be able to, to diagraph uh, some things that way. Of course, there's going to be copyright issues. StreamYard probably won't let me do it. But there was a game uh, 10, 12 years ago, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, the Patriots played at Green Bay, okay? And one particular play, it was a long play that pretty much ended the game. Uh, broke it open for Green Bay was a long pass play for a touchdown to Jordy Nelson uh, in, in Lambeau Field. Packers get the win. Uh, you should have seen the look on uh, Tom Brady's face. It looked like somebody shot his mother. He was mad. He was furious. I thought, man, this is just a regular season game. That's a fiery competitor, man. That is a fiery competitor, you know. And uh, I, I know that uh, I know that Mahomes uh, complained about the refs because he said it was a no call last week. Truth of the matter is, they just don't have the firepower. And and here's his apology. And I'm totally okay with it because when you're when you're raw competitor like that, sometimes your emotions get the best of you. Here's Mahomes today, kind of saying, "Hey, look, my bad. You know, I, I need I need to act a little bit more uh, with more composure after games." react that way. I just, I mean, I care, man. I love it. I love, I love this game. I love my teammates and I want to go out there and put everything on the line to win. Um, but, uh, obviously can't, can't do that. I mean, can't be that way towards officials or really anybody in in life. Uh, Um, so I probably regret acting like that. Um, but more than anything, I mean, I I regret the way I I acted towards, uh, Josh after the game because he had nothing, nothing to do with it. um, so I, I was uh, I, I was still hot and emotional, um, but you can't do that, man. It's not a great example um, uh, for for kids watching the game. So uh, that, that that was more upset about that than I was about me on the sideline. Yeah, yeah and, and and you know he he he's man enough to to not double down on things. Uh, I, I just um, rule number one: don't call out your own teammates in a meeting. Complaining the refs is the best way to release the pressure. That's what it is. And behind closed doors, he's probably saying, listen, probably. I'm sure he went up to Andy Reid, and Reid's got Brett Veach's ear, which is the general manager. And he said, hey, look, I can't win with these guys, okay? We've got to get some type of vet in here that's not 100 years old in football years. And a lot of that's because of his salary, okay? That's what happens when you pay these guys now he's worth every penny, but it is a salary cap league. Um, he he's going to be thirty-seven million. I want to say he's going to be even higher cap hit next year. He's going to be even a higher cap hit next year, and they're going to have to continue to work around it. Uh, you get the offensive line to protect him, and at least one uh, reliable target. Like I said. I think that a guy like Hopkins would probably fit in better with them than he would a Titans. Uh, I, if I'm the Titans here, I call, I call their general manager there and say, hey, listen, what do you want? I mean, this guy still got it. Look how bad our offense is. What do you think Hopkins can do? What do you think Hopkins can do with Patrick Mahomes? Hopkins will be 32 next year. Uh, the Titans owe him about $15 million. For receivers, they're going to be demanding close to $30 million. That's pretty good for a 32-year-old. Uh, and, of course, Chad, he, he he's a, he's out of Nashville. He don't want to give up Hopkins. I, I'd give him up in a New York minute for uh, for a third-round pick. Uh, and maybe, maybe you get a second-round pick because he's shown that he can still play. He's shown that he can still play. And the Titans need um, – they need to build up their line. Uh, I, I still invested in some of the younger guys. I don't really like Hopkins. Is demands that ball from these young quarterbacks. He's real intimate. He did this with Kyler Murray. If you do that, you're you're leaving other guys uh, who are not getting the proper development as receive. You know, here's a quick here's a quick fact for you folks for everybody. Uh, I read this about a year after 
Calvin Johnson left the Detroit Lions. His um, Matt Stafford's numbers got better. Remember, uh, Calvin Johnson suddenly retired at 30 years old. Uh, too much pain or whatever. Made a lot of money. Huge second contract. Retired. Matt Stafford, because when you got these big, big dominant receivers, fantasy guys, jerseys everywhere, Tyreek Hill type. Look, you can't be solely dependent on one player. You have to spread that ball around. You have to have two or three targets here. Brady, yeah, he loved Edelman. He loved Welker. But he also would throw to James White. Uh, he would throw to Gronkowski or Hernandez when he was there. You want to have two or three guys that you can go to, not just one. Uh, it takes a certain discipline, but it can be done. The greats do, and I do consider Patrick Mahomes to be a great. Okay? So it's food for thought. It's food for thought. And, and of course, Dante Adams, I, I, I knew that I knew the Packers got the better. I knew it. I said it at the time. I said the Packers are going to get the better end of that deal. And I still say I, to this, even after Mahomes blows up on Sunday, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year. They filled other holes in their roster. You can't win it every year in the NFL. It's almost impossible. Okay. I don't think anybody's won more. Nobody's won three straight in my lifetime. Nobody's won three straight. There's too much turnover. There's injuries. Uh, I, I know the Patriots went. That was a heck of a run. The, you know something? Here's something else, folks. The Patriots went 10 years. 10 years without winning another Super Bowl. During that period, they did get a couple more Super Bowls. They, they, But the Giants beat them both times. The Giants beat them both times during that 10-year period. Then I think they ended that drought with uh, Seattle, if I'm not mistaken, back in, uh, um, was it 14 or whatever? So you, you can't win them all. Even the best ever can't win them all. You know, uh, you have to have a reset year. This year's that year. And, but I, I do really like, I, I like Mahomes' attitude. Uh, uh, I like that fire to go. He gives a crap. I don't think a lot of these players do, man. I've said that. Tony Gonzalez said only 4% of the players are really motivated like that. rest of them won't draw a paycheck. They'll put on the front like they are motivated. A lot of them are like Marcellus Wiley. Marcellus Wiley said, I didn't really care. I just want to get my numbers, man. He said, I get four or five sacks in a game. We lose by 21. He, he said, I figured that out early, you know. And, and you know, the thing about it is, Pickles talks about deferred money. So that's something that, that may get done this year. You know, that's something that very well may get done uh, uh, this year. Okay, now let's go back even farther on Sunday, folks. Uh, was right about Dallas. I said, I didn't think they'd beat Philadelphia like that, but they did. They, they won the game. Uh, man, you know something? Chris Collins were pointed this out. I did notice last year and into this year Dak Prescott's uh, movement. I, I, I noticed particularly last year, or from this year to from from last year to this year, that guys were more open. Uh, Dak Prescott was more accurate, and Chris Collinsworth pointed out Dak was leaning off his back foot and leaning in off back foot, into front foot, and, and, and really delivering uh, uh, on-time targeted players here, okay? And uh, they they showed guys like Montana. It's the same type of pivot in motion all in one movement. You say, well, it looks easy. You'll be surprised at how many play, even Patrick Mahomes, because he's got such a strong arm. Jo Look how mechanics, uh, who was it, Josh Allen, Mahomes, these guys have terrible mechanics because they're so gifted, you know. But it, it showed that leaning in, and now he's having his best season ever here. Uh, Dak Prescott here, very pivotal uh, when running a West Coast offense, you know. Uh, their defense looked elite, causing three turnovers here. Uh, looking back to the Rams, which now looks pretty impressive. Uh, the Andrew Riddle, AZ, uh, Arizona games really coming back to bite this Dallas team. You know, they would had have, have they would have the uh, fast track into 
uh, they would have the clear path into a number one seed. Now, things are going to get a little bit tougher. I want to say they got to play um, Buffalo, Miami. Uh, some pretty rough games. Philadelphia coming off of a gauntlet. I mean, just a gauntlet. Kansas City, Buffalo, Dallas, you know. And then before a couple of games before that, they played Dallas. You know, so it's uh, you can kind of see last year. Last year, the, they had the thirty, and I talked about this in the offseason. The Eagles had the thirty-second ranked schedule. This year, they got the number one strongest schedule, and now it's showing. Uh, but but you know, uh, plus this this guy, what's his name? Uh, Brandon Aldry, four field goals, one from sixty. I mean, that is like the Baltimore Ravens' Justin Tucker, you know. Uh, it, it was a total dominant game. It was probably the best game in a couple of years by the Cowboys. That's no exaggeration. If it wasn't for that sack strip fumble touchdown by Jalen Carter, uh, I mean, they don't score any touchdowns. That could have been a 27-point beatdown by the Cowboys here. So, um The Cowboys are where they want to be right now. Uh, they can't rest on their laurels. Uh, the offensive line's playing the way it is. I like the play of Jake Ferguson. Uh, uh, this kicker, Pickles thinks he's the best in the game. He's having a better year. He's having a better year than Justin. Justin Tucker's missed a few this year, you know. Him and that uh, Matt Gay for uh, the Colts, uh, really good year out of him. Uh, all, all things are lining up for Cowboys now. That be, I'll say this. I don't think they'll win this division at this point. No, it's because the Eagles got Arizona and the Giants twice. Okay. They got to do a play at Seattle. Maybe Seattle will put together a heck of a, I think it's next Monday night, heck of a game plan for them. They still got to lose another game, you know? Um, and, and maybe they do. Maybe they do. And San Francisco's schedule gets pretty tough too. So I do think, judging by the two games, that they play. I think they could go up there and beat Philadelphia in Philadelphia is what I'm trying to say. That's what I think. So I, I really don't think the Eagles are going to end up going to the Super Bowl. And I don't think the Chiefs are, you know, and I think I was right about that. So let's go into good scope, bad scope here. Um, Let's see where I was right, where I was messed up here. Good. Like, like I said earlier, Philadelphia nor Kansas City would make it back to the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I'm looking pretty good right there. You know, uh, both teams are on they're on two game losing streaks. Believe it or not, Kansas City. Remember they lost uh, week before last to Green Bay. Uh, the Eagles were blown out uh, week before last to to the 49ers. Uh, so you look at the Eagles, 27th in points, uh, 28th in pass defense. Uh, you know, I mentioned the the the, the Gay, Jalen Carter's only real score there. Uh, the Eagles have thirty second ranked schedule. We talked about that easy schedule, and this one's uh, much um, much more hard. It's the number one schedule, the hardest schedule in the league. And again, with the Kansas City, uh, listen, they've been shut out multiple. Was it five games? They were shut out at one point in the second half. Uh, Jason uh, Travis Kells. 34, showing his age, already missed the game this year. You throw in the Taylor Swift distraction. I was reading TMZ today. Uh, there was a picture of her kissing him, and he looked like that uh, he had to take a dump or something. He's already seems like he's kind of bored with her. Uh, only thing they have going for him offensively is Rashid Rice. Now, I do like, obviously, uh, Pacheco. Uh, they've got some line issues they need to address, particularly – those two tackles, all right. Um, so I, I think I'm in good shape. I don't think Kansas City nor the Eagles are going to get back. And as of the way things look right now, you can see they both have their holes. They both have their holes. So, um, okay, bad scope. Picking the Dolphins to blow out Tennessee. Uh, that didn't happen. Now the Dolphins are two-steed. Uh, they struggle against physical teams. They've shown that. I'm not ready to miss miss them, but uh, 
you know, I do think they take a step back due to inconsistent play. And now the injuries are starting to mount for the Miami Dolphins. We saw a bunch of them last night. We just don't know how bad they are. Now, Tyreek Hill's day by day with this ankle injury. Uh, I'm sure he's going to try to gut it out and continue to play this week. Okay, good scope. Now, uh, Jalen Daniels did win the Heisman. And I've reached out to Keith Engel to come in on Thursday to talk some NFL or some college football playoffs, get his thoughts on uh, Florida State and that Heisman Trophy and what's he think about the playoffs going forward. Tomorrow, tomorrow, it is confirmed. Um, My guy Rich Ferris will be here. Uh, We will talk about the death of uh, uh, the great former Titan, uh, Frank Wachek, who passed away over the weekend. They had some kind of uh, fall with a head. Um, we'll go into that tomorrow. I'll have another, uh, an actual take on that. Uh, his family, to his request, wants him to get examined for CTE and other potential brain injuries that he thought he may have had. Uh, Frank Wachek, I, I read that Um I read that Sunday Sunday night article came out and looked at and checked at it again uh, on Monday. So yeah, that that will happen. They're 52 years old. Uh, maybe I'll play a replay on uh, the radio call of the Music City Miracle, which I was at, folks. So uh, just that that's a programming note. I forgot to mention that at the beginning of the program. Okay, now uh, bad scope here. Ravens didn't blow out the L.A. Rams. And we're very fortunate to win on a punt return, okay? Also, I had the under in the Jacksonville-Cleveland game. Weather got a little bit better. Uh, Trevor Lawrence gutted it out, and and, and they end up uh, going over. But but I was right. Cleveland did get that uh, particular win there, okay? And uh, let's see. Good scope. I'm 4-1. and one. Uh, in the five biggest games, you know, only loss was Atlanta and Tampa, but the other biggest games, including Buffalo, Kansas City, Dallas, Philadelphia, uh, uh, even Cincinnati. Since a lot of people picked the Colts there, I was right about Cincinnati. Uh, Jake Browning, uh, they they played pretty well. When you got a good line there, when you got a good line, offensive line, and that's a story. Both of those teams who are still in it, by the way, uh, the Colts and the uh, and the Bengals, both with backup quarterbacks, both with well above average offensive lines, both of them um, are, are still in it mathematically in the playoffs, especially Cincinnati coming off that big win there on Sunday afternoon. Okay. Now, uh, yeah, yeah, Pickle says RIP there. I hate that about wide check, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, Power Five. Okay, now let me see if I can get this squared away. Making sure I didn't Power Five. Okay, I still got Kansas City in the Power Five, folks. Listen, Trevor Lawrence has still got a high ankle sprain. Uh, who The left tackle for the Browns, he's out. There, uh, you know, uh, you said, what about Miami? Well, Taryn Armstead, he's injured. The left tackle for Miami. Tyreek Hills day by day for Miami. Miami just lost to the Tennessee Titans. Um, it was between Miami and Kansas City. Beat Miami a few weeks ago, right? Remember, they had the 21 nothing lead there a few weeks ago, about a month ago, when they played in Europe there. So, there, there's a lot of pretty good teams in the NFL right now. There are no great teams in the NFL, especially having a two-game losing streak Kansas City team in at number five. Uh, that being said, hey, it's still a really good defense. They still have Buffalo. Still had Buffalo to 20 points with that Buffalo team coming off at bye week. Still had a chance to beat Buffalo. If Tony doesn't line up, it really didn't have any effect on the play. If Kadarius Tony is an inch in or whatever, two or three, if he's on sides here, uh, that's still a potential touchdown there, that last play there where, uh, speaking of Frank Wachek, that Kel Semi-Music City miracle-looking play there 
where he lateraled the ball back, uh, you know, that could have been a massive, massive play there. Uh, that probably could have scored a touchdown and ended that game. Remember, they're a bad call away in the Green Bay game. They're a drop touchdown away uh, in the uh, Eagles game going back a few weeks. Uh, you, you catch that. They could potentially – they got five losses. They could potentially have the best record in the NFL considering the fact that the Eagles lost to um, – the Eagles just lost to Dallas. They would have – they would be at two losses right now. But none of that did happen. None of that did happen. And so I still got them at five, though. I, I, I may drop them down again if Denver catches them. Denver may catch this team, folks. Denver's only one game out. Uh, still got the Eagles at four. Like I said, if the Eagles weren't went out, I was reading, they could still get the one seed. By the way, if the playoffs started today, ironically, if the playoffs started today, the Eagles would be like the fifth seed. They they would be um, the fifth seed with that. It, it all goes by um, strength of schedule and all that, when you played the opponent and everything. So if, if the Eagles, per se, like I said, if the playoffs started today, the 49ers would be the one seed, Dallas would be the two, um, Detroit would be the three, rather rough loss there. Tampa would be the four. Eagles would be the five. Minnesota would be the sixth. Uh, what's his name? Chris O'Donnell. That guy may be a uh, coach of the year. They went through four quarterbacks up there at Minnesota. And, of course, um, of course, Green Bay would be the seventh. <laughs> so, Green Bay would play at Dallas. That would be an interesting game in, in week one there. So, uh, anyways – so I still got the Eagles at the fourth seat. Again, reading some of the uh, hypotheticals and stuff, it, there's still a very good shot that the Eagles could get the one seat anyway. So I still got them at number four. Uh, very good offensive line. They're not playing up to par. Uh, it's not a talent problem. They're not that many injuries. Plus, they've got Dallas go dirt back. Um, you know, they, they got to get back to running the football again get some more power running in, try to get A.J. Brown the ball early and often. And the defense, I don't know if they need to play that much zone. I would probably start – Darius Slay's a good man coverage guy. I don't – there's something up. Maybe they don't trust their those two uh, safeties because they've alternating safeties a lot and moving – got that blanking ship guy. I think he got hurt again the other day. Uh, they Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Remember, they lost him uh, to free agency. They brought in Tennessee Titan Kevin Byard. I wish the Titans could have got more. Uh, so they're having problems in their secondary there. And Bradbury is is not quite it is it, played as well as he has at times last year. So it's just not quite the same group overall. But they're still a really good team, you know, and they still got a, a good a good record there. Uh, so okay, so their number. Four on my list there. Uh, Kansas City five, uh, Eagles four. Two two teams with two two game losing streaks. Don't think they're getting back to the Super Bowl, but there's not that many great teams ahead of them or, or behind them that I could put above them. Okay, now the Ravens. Ravens win multiple ways. Didn't even play well. Uh, thought, uh, man, I thought, man, may, maybe the Ravens are listening to too many shows like mine. I mean. Lamar Jackson went 18 and one or something like that against the NFC teams. Uh, well, he's 19 and one now. They went into overtime. Uh, looked like they were going to lose that game at one point. Um, you know, they they were a little bit sloppy there. Couldn't run the ball. Could not run the ball coming off that bye week against the Rams. Rams played them tough inside, but they did win. They got the punt return for the touchdown. Uh, Ravens still lead the league in sacks. Lamar still having – he's still in the conversation for MVP. Uh, Zay, what's his name? Zay Flowers, uh, rookie receiver, having a really good year. A couple big catches that particular game there. Uh, so, yeah, they're not – Isaiah Likely, the other uh, – Isaiah Likely, uh, the other tight end there. Remember Mark Andrews, I think he's done for the season. And Zach Ertz still out there. Maybe they signed Zach Ertz. 
the former Eagle and Arizona Cardinal tight end there. Uh, that, that's that been kind of quiet here. He, he may do something here in the next day or so. So um, got the Ravens there. Still think the Ravens can possibly do – they may – Plus, they're number one seed in the AFC. Uh, got them as number three uh, in my power five here. And there's number two, Dallas. I mean, Dallas just didn't beat Philadelphia. They dominated they dominated them. Dak Prescott having his best season. Like I said earlier, that beat down of the Rams um, looks a lot more looks a lot more better for for the Dallas Cowboys here. Uh, running the ball well, turnovers way down. Uh, defense causing turnovers here. They had three against the Eagles. Um, now they still got some tough games ahead of them. We're going to see how good they are. I think this is a potential. It was my prediction that they would lose the NFC Championship game. They'll win a couple games in the playoffs this year. And, hey, who knows? Maybe they did to the Super Bowl. Maybe it is the Cowboys and the 49ers like it was in 92 and 93 in Jim Jeff Cold's days. Maybe it is, you know? Listen, people say Brock pretty this and Brock pretty that. Uh, they the, Brock pretty's 0-3 when Trent Williams gets hurt. Uh, Trent Williams is out three games. Uh, Brock Purdy, the uh, the 49ers lose three games. Okay, so they 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 lose to Minnesota uh, when Debo Samuel and him both out there. So, uh, you know, uh, my point is Dallas it, 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 with the right break, Dallas can get there. They 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 can get back to the uh, to the Super Bowl. And of course, number one, San Francisco. Look how good they look. Look how good that. What was it 42 to 10 beatdown they did on Dallas looks now? Okay. Went totally healthy. They 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 look uh there's multiple ways they can beat you. Their secondary used to be a problem in San Francisco. Not as much as it was last year. It is much improved secondary. Uh still in top five in both offense and defense. I know they had some injuries the other day. Um looks like Cal Shanahan is being very careful. He's being very careful. Um, uh, something came up on my screen. I thought it was something Patriots snubbed Taylor Swift again. Quarterback admits he's not a fan of Travis Kelsey's girlfriend. I don't know what that was all about. But anyways, okay. Um, but 49ers, I, I still think, hey, look, top five defense, offense, uh, total – Good balance here. What I was saying earlier is, as Cal Shanahan, uh, he he's not playing last week. I, I noticed Christian McCaffrey didn't get a touchdown. He's kind of monitoring McCaffrey's uh, brought in brought in the young guy to get the touchdown there, uh, monitoring his touches here. I know he knows the world knows that, that watches a lot of NFL football that if they stay healthy, they can't be beat. You know. That's a big if. They're hurt all the time because of the physical style and the nature of the plays that they're. So he's going to try to monitor it. There's a thin line between rest and rust. Um, if it, 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 and they can't afford to rest too many players because this is not a situation where you got the 2005, 2006 Indianapolis Colts where they're two and three games ahead of everybody in the whole league for the best record. And the last couple weeks, I remember Tony Dungy and I thinking, this is a bad move, Pickles. This is a bad move. He playing one series of Peyton Manning, taking them out. And I thought, man, that's, that's three games to go, two games to go, one game. And sure enough, it took midway through the second half for them to get their timing back against a red-hot uh, Pittsburgh Steelers team. I could still see it now. Wide left. Uh, Mike Vanderjack missed the game-tying field goal. Steelers' wild-card uh, winner goes on and beats that divisional. That was the best Colts regular season team I saw. And I blame Dungy for, for resting the players too much. And, well... After that, they got rid of Mike Vanderjack 
Yeah, Ritter Vanderjack, the kicker, brought in um, Adam Benateri, former uh, New England Patriot, and they went on and get to their 2007. They get to their first Super Bowl and win it there. Uh, remember, they, they they came back, big comeback event against the Patriots, and went on and beat the, in uh, February 2007, beat that Bear team in the Super Bowl in a, in a, in a rainy night in Miami. Okay, so uh, don't there, you, it, you want to keep guys healthy, but you can't get too caught up in the resting players. You just can't do that. There's a thin line there, you know, and, and Bill Check was right about that. He always played. He, he played his guys all the way through, all the way through. Yeah, Vanderjack saying that uh, they weren't serious about winning and all that and then then Peyton says our idiot kicker got liquored up and saying we're not serious about winning football. And, of course, they, they got rid of him. This was at the Pro Bowl. Got rid of Vanderjack there. Uh, uh, that kicker, he went up going playing under Parcells uh, with the Cowboys, and Parcells said he was a knucklehead, couldn't get, couldn't get squared away. He cut him, too, there. So I don't know why. A little bit of trivia there. But uh, you know that that that's my good scope bad scope. Now tomorrow again, Rich Ferris. Well, I'm going to ask him about the Titan situation. Uh, ask him about Frank Wycheck. Now he worked with Frank Wycheck um, at 104.5 the zone. I got an idea why he left, but I don't know a hundred percent why he why he retired from radio when he did. I, um, uh, Frank Wycheck. He talked about this on the air. This is not talking out of school. He said the whole town of Nashville. He says that, you know, I do think I got some CTE problems. You're seeing me. And he always halfway joking about stuff. You can't tell when Frank was serious and when he was not. Guy had a great personality. I mean, uh, here at Nashville, he uh, they had a really good uh, radio show, him. And, and Mark Howard was a, a long time local sportscaster from News Channel 5. He's dead, too. He died, uh, it was about a year ago. I think he had a heart attack or something. He was in his 60s. He was he was a few years older than, than Wycheck. Jackson's only 52. I'm 42. Ten years from now, that, that's not good. So he said that a few years just before he, he walked away from radio and got out of the public uh, life. So want to ask Richard uh, about that tomorrow and see what he's heard about that. It's it's really unfortunate. I'm glad his family's getting him tested for the CTE uh, and all that situation there. I mean, he was a great. I, I really like Frank Wachek and, you know, I've, uh, yeah, yeah, Mark Howard died. Yeah, he sure did. Two guys on, uh, I think it was called uh, the Wake Up Zone. Uh, of course, Rich will be able to explain all this. He's still with Cumulus uh, Radio, uh, my, my guest, tomorrow. But so the, those guys all work together, uh, them and uh, Paul Kaharski was a longtime writer for the Tennessean. He also was on that morning show as well. Uh, didn't care for him. Tell him now I didn't care for him. You know, Paul. Uh, but the back and forth, uh, Pickle says it was a, a – the back and forth, um, Paul wasn't there one day. I'll tell you this story. This was funny. Guy calls in. A local, locals, most of us can't stand Paul Kaharski. I think he's from New York or something. Kind of one of these guys that's kind of a know-it-all. Went to Columbia. They went to this big-time Ivy League school, Columbia, and he's a sports, you know, broadcaster or whatever. Um, but anyways... So this guy calls in. He's about to rip Paul Kaharski, this local. And Mark Howard cuts him off. No, nah, we're going to. And then, and then, you know, sounding like a guy that's uh, kind of a surfer kind of dude, you know. He's, he said, well, you know, Mark, why'd you hang up? I wanted to see him go in on PK, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, Frank wanted to uh, kind of stir the pot a little bit. You know, he, he, he wanted to. Uh, he he wanted to stir the pot there, um, which I thought was funny. The guy had a good sense of humor. Uh, I think he went to Maryland. And, you know, I remember Frank Wachek saying 
somebody asked him about what was he going to do in college. He says, come Hades or high water, I was making to the NFL. And Mark, I went, well, everybody can't do that. He said, I, Mark, I'm telling you what my ambition was at, at Maryland. And just that – it was pretty motivational the way he put it. Now, of course, you know, he had his concussion injuries and everything. But he was all heart. And he, he always talked about the coaches who told him he couldn't make it. He couldn't do it. He couldn't make it in the NFL. He couldn't even make it in college. He says, well, I'll show you, you know. So, I, you know, I really will miss um, – I really will miss uh, – um, Frank White. Yeah, I know. He was a writer for the Tennessee. And him, Jim Wyatt, these guys are all really good local Titans, people who's covered a team for well over 20, 25 years now. That's how fast time goes. So, all right, folks, if you like the show, share the show again. Uh, Rich Ferris will be back in tomorrow. Got a few more stories to talk about, of course, tomorrow. Coming NFL stories, and I'll ask him about this thing. Here and hopefully, hopefully, if he's not busy, I'll have uh, Keith Angle in on Thursday. But I haven't heard back. Maybe Keith's got some stuff going on. So, all right, folks, I'll see you tomorrow. Either way, same place, same time here on Sports Scope.